This is episode 25 of the Lost a Step podcast for Tuesday, September 20th. We're a semi-producer and semi-athletes all coming together to talk all things going on in the world of sports, the hits, the misses, and we ultimately crown who lost a step for this week. Mike is out, but join with me, as always, is Tom and Max. How we doing, boys? Doing great. Mark, Max, how we doing? Feeling good. Feeling good. It's football season. I'm not, you know, everything's good. Everything's good. The Mets We're are in about the playoffs, get... so I'm feeling I'm feeling spectacular. We know. The Mets are in the playoffs, so you're feeling spectacular. Week two of football. We'll get into it in a, in a little bit, but uh, how, how are we feeling? How are we feeling so far? Uh, well, do we... I'll let you go first, Max. Go ahead. No, don't. Should should we bring up Survivor to start start the episode? Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> oh, it seems the table not, not so turned. cocky this week. Not so seems cocky the this week. Tables not. have turned. That's not. I I beat you guys. That's fine. <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, you that's lasted all... one more week. That's, you know what? That's fine. You know. You know what? I'll I'll say though, Max. Um, not that it's ever fun to lose in Survivor, especially in the first couple weeks because we're all out now, but. I would rather lose the way that Mark did, which was tough with Cincinnati, yeah. than lose yeah. the way that Cleveland did. Mm. Yeah. That is yeah, one of fair. and 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 we will get into that more, but I can't think of a worse way to lose a football. You know, maybe the Bills and Chiefs playoff game last year, but regular Ooh. season games, I mean, I I'd have I'd have to do a, a deep dive. Um, and look at uh, losses that were that terrible. So anyone who had Cleveland this week, my heart goes out to you. But not really because the Jets won. Oh, man, <laughs> the one week, the one week. But uh, you know what? It's fine. We all move. got to move on at some point. And with all that, that free time, I will have now because I'm such a, a dedicated fan, the sport and sports, plural. But, you know, all that time, I could spend listening to the past episodes of the Lost of Step podcast, just like you can, by searching for the Lost of Step podcast on Spotify, Google Play. Um, it's not iTunes anymore. iTunes isn't a thing anymore. It's Apple Music. So just search on there, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Lost of Step, subscribe, download, share. It helps us out. And, you know, when you don't want to, li- well, of course, you want to keep listen- listening to us. But when you want to engage with us more, continue the conversation with us on Twitter at Loss of Step One and on Facebook by searching the Loss of Step podcast. On the docket for this week, of course, week two of football, we're going to be uh, having some conversations about week two, what we like, didn't like, and, you know, our, our thoughts so far. We're also going to be talking about the AL MVP. Is it going to be Judge or Otani? We're going to talk about that in a a little bit. And, of course, our story you have missed. We're going to go to the world of hockey for that and our lost a step of the week. We kind of talked about it a a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll, uh, talk more on that later on in the show. But first, first off, football, week two. Max, Tom, take it away. All right, so we're going to stay in the uh, same format like we did uh, last week, which begins with the Thursday night game, Max, which was the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs taking it 27-24. The Chargers outgained Kansas City on the road, uh, even without Keenan Allen, uh, 401-319. A tie game, fourth quarter, and just a killer 
red zone pick by Herbert. Jalen Watson, who's a, a great story, a great success story, 99 yards. Chiefs scored 20 unanswered total. Max, I want to see a playoff game with these two teams. I think it would be a lot of fun. Herbert's got a little bit of a rib injury. He needs to be right for the Chargers moving forward. And Kansas City just moving right along. Yeah, lucky for us, they do play again during the regular season. Um, So we'll at least get one more. And then hopefully, yeah, like you said, we'll see them in the playoffs. But I feel like this is just a game that the... The Chiefs always just find a way to win in these types of games the last few years with Mahomes. Um, it wasn't even something Mahomes necessarily did, but like you said, it was the Herbert interception that uh, that kind of did them in, um, running it back 99 yards, just um, a great play. Um, and then no one really stood much of a chance to, to chase him from behind. So um, tough way for the Chargers to lose. Herbert battled back during that, you know, with that injury. Um, looked like he shouldn't have been in the game, but he did end up throwing a touchdown, made it interesting. Well, he, he, he's still a really nice game. Yeah, so it was a it was a yeah. good showing from Herbert just to see him finish that game, even though it was probably not the smartest thing for him to still be in. Uh, but yeah, good game. And uh, this this division, it's it's starting to look like it might just be a two-team race instead of that four-team race we talked about in the beginning of the year. But only two weeks in, so a lot can happen. Dolphins-Ravens. 1,020 yards of offense. I'll say that again. 1,020 <laughs> yards of offense. Dolphins down 28-7 at the half, outscore Miami 35-10 in the second half, and win by four. Jalen Waddle, the go-ahead touchdown with 19 seconds left. Max, maybe I need to believe in two now because that was incredible. And if the Ravens are getting lit up by the Dolphins at home, they better figure it out quick on the defensive side. Yeah, for sure. The Ravens were a team for me that I I thought had a good chance to compete with the Bills, the Chiefs, teams like that um, for a Super Bowl. And maybe this defense, we still are thinking of that defense, you know, a few years ago or past defenses for the Ravens. Maybe they're just not as good. Um, They are injured still in the secondary. Um, I don't know if they just don't have as good of a pass rush, but this was just one of the many games we had this week where it seemed like if you looked away and said, Oh, that game's over. And then you check it back 20 minutes later, it's a completely different game. And um, the other teams that was down big, you know, ends up winning. So this was just another crazy game, a huge road win for the dolphins um, and huge win just leading into next week's game against the bills, a, a battle for first place. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to, to talk about that one next week. Moving on, Jets and Browns. Minute 17 left in the game, and ESPN has the Browns with a 99.9% chance to win. But Max, that's why they play 60 minutes, not 58 minutes and 43 seconds. Flacco, 66 yards to Corey Davis, and then an onside kick, a gorgeous 17-yard pass to Garrett Wilson, his second of the day. Max, the Browns could have been alone in first place had they not melted down and two games ahead of Cincinnati. So they have to feel pretty bad after that loss for the Jets. That was probably a very, very nice plane ride home. Yeah, the Browns uh, should have been a 2-0 start to the season, um, put them in good position. Um, you beat the Panthers last week, and then you think you you play the Jets. You think, okay. I should have mentioned, too, they... They could have taken a knee and then a missed extra point. So just so much went wrong so quickly. 
Yeah, and Chubb said after the game, um, I, I don't know if he said it right away, but he did say he felt like he should have not gone in for a touchdown to to you know increase the lead and just uh I, I don't know, went out of bounds or um, you know, went down. But I don't know. I feel like those situations are so tough that you think him scoring a touchdown, them going up 13, okay, like they're in good position. So I don't know. I think he's just kind of trying to take the blame and it and it's probably not his fault, but just embarrassing loss for the Browns. And you wonder if that kind of like kind of leaks into some future games and sees if that see if that kind of affects them for for not just you know week two but for right weeks upcoming when they when they could use any win they can get before you know Watson comes back late in the season. Yeah, I keep thinking they could have had a two game lead over over Cincinnati after the first two weeks, but not to be, not to be. Uh, Lions Commanders, Max, the Detroit Lions are the most fun team in the NFL, no doubt. Their games are anything but boring. 425 more yards of offense, 184 from Armand St. Brown. This guy's just picking up where he left off last year. He's been great. And despite giving up all 27 points in the second half, a nine-point win and more confidence that they really can score, and that should be able to keep them in a lot of games despite their defense being less than stellar. For the commanders, Carson Wentz, pretty solid again. And I would think, Max, that Washington has to feel good about his play after two games. Yeah, and I think the the lines went up pretty big at one point. I don't know what the score was, but uh, Commanders fought back and made it a game. So um, once again, just another team coming back down after being down a bit. Um, but that shows something about Carson Wentz and this team. Um, I think the Commanders and the Lions will both be teams this year that they making the playoffs might be tough, but they are two teams that will probably be competitive no matter who they play. Um, the Lions will be able to probably score with anyone, as you were kind of saying. Um, it's just that defense that I think is probably at least a year or so away from from being you know competitive and good. But um, they're exciting, like you said. I think Hard Knocks brought a lot of attention to them, and people, sure did. it's kind of carried over into the regular season. And uh, as a Packers fan, I don't love it because I'm used to the Lions just being a bad, boring, you know, no one cares about the Lions. And I'm, I'm nervous to play them two games this year. So, so uh, yeah, the Lions are an exciting team. And, uh, again, even if they don't make the playoffs, I think they're going to show what they showed last year even, is, and that's that they're not really going to get blown out of a lot of games. Heading to the Jaguars and the Colts. And after a good effort by the Jaguars in the – Losing effort last week to the aforementioned um, commanders. A very feel-good day for them on Sunday, taking um, another step. Trevor Lawrence, 25-30, two touchdowns to Christian Kirk. James Robinson, a big run for a touchdown. And the defense pitched a shutout. Intercepted Matt Ryan three times. Um, I know no Michael Pittman, Max, but uh, Indianapolis has issues right now. They have major, major issues. Uh, you still have arguably the best running back in football. The Jaguars are improved, but they're not world beaters. And to get shut out, uh, despite being on the road, my opinion, unacceptable by the Colts. They better get things turned around quick. Yeah, and I'm not as worried about the Colts as I think a lot of people are. Um, I think for whatever reason, but we've seen it these last whatever years um, for a while now that they, even against bad teams in their division, they have a tough time beating them. And so they've now tied the Texans. They've lost to the Jaguars. We'll see how they do against the Chiefs. I think that'll be a good test. I'm not saying they have to win, but it's 
it's close to like a must win kind of situation now because starting 0 and 3, we know like the percentages for that. Um, it, it's tough starting off 0 and 3 and and being competitive. But again, this division, not not the toughest division. So the Colts could get off to this rough start and still end up being a playoff team just because no one else maybe wants to take the lead in this division. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, this division is very interesting with the Titans looking like they're not going to be uh, be as good as they were the last couple of years. And then the Texans and Jaguars kind of up and coming teams, but probably not there yet. So this division's up up for grabs still. For sure. Uh, moving on to the Bucks and the Saints, uh, tempers flaring, probably the most exciting part of uh, what was pretty unexciting game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans ejected. Bucks defense, superb. Again, Max, they've given up 13 points on the road in two games. That's outstanding. They led 20 to three and were a complete control. Uh, New Orleans actually outgained Tampa Bay, but three Jameis picks did him in today. Um, uh, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't been rolling on all cylinders offensively so far, but you don't need to when you give up 13 points in two games on the road. Yeah, their defense just seems to be, you know, doing what they've been doing the last couple of years uh, since Brady's gotten over there. Um, this defense has been very good, which has obviously helped him out. The offense, like you said, not clicking right now. Um, we'll see what happens when Evans comes back from suspension. Uh, they should get Godwin back, you would think, you know, within the next week or two. Julio Jones already banged up. Um, we've talked about him, I so we'll told, see. I could have told you that one. We'll, we'll see how much they get out of him. But uh, this Bucks team, I am a little worried about the way they look offensively. Um, so we'll see if that kind of gets going and this offensive line figures it out. They're missing some guys and injuries. You know, guys left the team. Um, but I, I tweeted it out after uh, or during that game, during that little scuffle, and if it's if Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore aren't fighting, then it's it's not a real Buck Saints game. They just those two just love to go at it, um, and it always makes it a little little extra to look out for. Just seeing that kind of game within the game, Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. Um, so so we'll see what happens when they play again this year. Um, but uh, Bucks play the Packers this week. We'll you know we'll get into the Packers a little bit, but um, that Bucks defense is scary. So. They, they won't be an easy game for anyone, of course. Heading on to Giants and Panthers. Again, wish Mike was here so he could talk about his team, but the Giants are 2-0 and for the first time since 2016. Uh, 2016, excuse me. Another game that wasn't all that exciting, but doesn't matter when you win, and despite being booed at halftime, which the Giants were, I didn't really quite get it, uh, Graham Gano sticks it to his former team with a 56-yarder, 334 remaining. It's not inconceivable that the Giants could be 4-0 with the Cowboys and Bears coming up uh, on the schedule. So, I mean, that's a that's a crazy thought. Uh, the Panthers, who had two turnovers in the game, will need to get more, Max, from uh, Baker, just 129 yards out of him. Uh, two very tough losses for the Panthers to start. They had a really tough one last week at Cleveland and a three-point lo- loss this week. Not a great start for them. Yeah, I was going to you know, focus on the Panthers, um, could easily be two and O two winnable games, two games that came down to the end. Uh, so tough way to start for them, especially with, like we said, the bucks, you know, not looking amazing, um, on both sides of the ball. And then the saints, you know, not looking great as well. You know, if the Panthers could have got off to a two and O start, who knows? Um, but 
Yeah, I don't expect too much from this Panthers team. Um, on the on the side of the Giants, you know, great to see them. The fan base is obviously a little more excited than probably going into the season. But I think when we looked at this schedule ahead of time, there like Mike kind of said it. Um, I think when we did like the division preview, but there was a chance they could go three and one, maybe four and zero. Oh, and I think we said, okay, they'll probably lose to the Titans week one. Um, right, but I don't think we're that surprised that they're two and zero. Oh. Uh, that again, the Titans win is a little surprising, but we'll see what happens when the schedule gets a little tougher. If this Giants right. team's for real, but if they start off four and zero, oh, obviously that's a great start, and and they'll be competitive for the first month of the season, which mm-hmm. is all you can ask for, obviously. Uh, Patriots seventeen, Steelers fourteen. Max, this is how the Patriots will win games. Uh, The defense now has just given up 27 points for two games. Uh, An impressive start for them. The Steelers just 243 yards of offense. They uh, limited Najee Harris to under four yards of carry. Max, this is how I envision the Patriots and Steelers playing games. 17-14, when they, When I saw this game on the schedule, this was exactly the score that I kind of thought it was going to be. This is how these teams are going to win games. Their defenses are good. Their offenses are not. And expect, you know, if you're betting Patriots Steelers, I'd say bet the under most games. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were kind of expecting the Steelers to win this one. Uh, but I think, I, I they think it's hard. Favored. For, Vegas got it right. Yeah. It, but I think because they people saw that they were surprised. But I think with the Bill Belge team no matter who's on that team or you know what's going on with their team it just seems like it's hard for them to lose two in a row they're very good at bouncing back and game planning for the next week um mike tomlin on the other side obviously is a great coach as well but i just think you had a feeling uh the patriots were going to play a little bit better than they did against miami and it would just be like you said kind of a low scoring you know duke it out field goal kind of game um patriots got a win a, a good win for them i know they're looking up at Miami and Buffalo, so they got to keep winning because those teams look like they're they're for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, heading down to uh, Rams and Falcons. Uh, Rams up early, big, hold on late, outscored 17-3 to in the fourth quarter, but Jalen Ramsey saves the day uh, with the pick right at the end zone. The next step, Max, for the Rams is a complete game, which they haven't played yet. Uh, they do get the win against the Falcons, 31-27. Cooper Cup is the MVP of the league. It's not even close. He's he's absolutely incredible. Uh, the Falcons, Max, pretty feisty their first two games, which I think is a good sign for them. Another good sign, I believe, is that Drake London looks like a very fine draft pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and the Falcons, I think we for the most part kind of trash them in our in our preview and two tough games. The Saints, no matter what kind of team they'll be, they're you know. They're a good team. They're a tough team to play. Um, and then the Rams, you know, even if they're maybe not as good as they were last year, or not playing super well right now, the Rams are a tough game as well. So the Falcons, I'm impressed by. Uh, Marcus Mariota is is doing enough to keep his team in games. And they have, like you said, Drake London. Kyle Pitts isn't off to a great start, uh, but I expect them to kind of get him going. So this Falcons team, uh, again, not not anything, you know, special, but I think... I think they'll be a little more competitive than people were expecting going into the year. Uh, 49ers and Seahawks. Uh, the 49ers roll as expected. The Seahawks really kind of showed their true colors this week. They already won their Super Bowl last week, beating Russell Wilson. Uh, it's going to be a long season for them. But Max, the 
the big story of this game wasn't so much the game and score itself is that Trey Lance fractured his ankle and he is done for the year. And in a very strange twist of faith, Jimmy G is back. Uh, and he was solid. Yet uh, He was solid on Sunday, 13 of 21 for 154 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'll ask you straight up. Do you think that they're better, worse, the same? Where do you figure San Francisco from here? I mean, it's tough because Jimmy's led them to big playoff wins. He's brought them to a Super Bowl, a conference championship. Uh, so it's tough to say that they're like worse with him than with Trey Lance because I feel like we still don't fully know what they are with Trey Lance. Um, I think some people were excited about this offense with Trey Lance and the things they could do with him, whereas Jimmy G obviously is a, not the same type of quarterback. Um, but I just think it's crazy that Jimmy G was there to be the backup because I really just didn't expect him to to still be there. And when they uh, when they reworked his contract, they said they were keeping him. I still thought, okay, a trade's going to happen within the next week or two. And he's there. He's their starter now. And uh, things are interesting. And I think based off some of the, uh, I guess like the, what you saw from his teammates, it seemed like maybe they were happy to have, you know, Jimmy G under center. And and maybe they feel like they have a better chance with him than with Trey Lance, uh, at least for this year. Heading on to Cowboys and Bengals, which we mentioned before was uh, Mark's survivor pick. Um, the Bengals had this one lined up for them, Max, after a, after a really brutal loss to Pittsburgh last week with no Dak. Um, but Brett, uh, I believe it's Maher uh, or my, it, his last name makes me very uncomfortable to say. He needs to have a better <laughs> last name. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing there, but I, I think it's Brett. No Pinto. Um, uh, Maher hit a 50 yarder with no time left. Look, Max, without Dak, uh, the Cowboys offense is going to have their limitations, but the defense was the story. They were great. Uh, Bengals just 254 yards of offense, Burrow under 200 yards of passing. And now the Bengals have all kinds of problems. They got, uh, they get another chance to finally redeem themselves next week against the Jets, who beat them last year. Um, their offensive line is is a mess. Um, so not a very, very good start for the defending um, AFC champs. Yeah, and it definitely seems like a Super Bowl hangover. Just Indeed. Uh, the way they've come out against Pittsburgh, I feel like they kind of came into this season just expecting to win, and you still got to play the game and you know do what worked last year. And this offensive line obviously hasn't been good. Um, so that's a big worry. They improved it over the offseason. Doesn't seem like it's better. So uh, we'll see what happens against the Jets um, if they get a little redemption from last year's loss. But but yeah, not, things not looking great right now for the Bengals. Uh, going on to a really, really fun one. Uh, Cardinals and Raiders. This was a fun one. Uh, Raiders up 20 to nothing in the first half outscored 23 to three in the second half, Kyler Murray, a Madden like scramble for a touchdown to, to tie the game. What was it? 20 seconds, Max. Yeah. Seemed like about it. that, about yeah. that. Right. I did. I thought maybe I, even more. <laughs> I thought that Greg Gumbel was going to take a nap. It, it felt <laughs> for so long <laughs> watching the play unfold. Uh, AJ green, the two point conversion. And then in overtime, Byron Murphy, a 59-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. So a great comeback win for Arizona. The Raiders just 324 yards of offense. 
Max, I said last week that um, Devontae can't do it all, but it can't be two catches for 12 yards either. So they're not going to win many games if, if he's got two, and he won't. So, you know, it's not what we expect. But Max, I don't think the Raiders are a top two team in this division. And if they don't get it together soon, they might not be looking even at a playoff spot. Yeah, this these AFC West teams are tough to predict. Like even still, I don't, I don't feel I know a lot of people are super down on like the Broncos, the Raiders, obviously, but like I don't know. I guess I just want to see more because like there was so much hype going into them over the preseason that I don't want to just completely do away with it after two weeks. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough loss for the Raiders when um the way they lost at the end uh, with Kyler, just really no answer for them. Um, feel bad for like the secondary. Cause they like, how can you cover for that long? You know, there's going to be guys open or, you know, Kyler ran it in. Um, so, so things are going to open up when you're, you know, not getting to the quarterback, especially after 15, 20 seconds. Um, but a good win for the Cardinals. Uh, you don't want to fall to 0 2. The Raiders did. The Cardinals got the win. Um, nice win for them. So, uh, yeah, the, the Wests are very interesting with uh, some of those teams, uh, like the Raiders and the Broncos. Um, want to give them some more time before we, before we make a full, full decision on them. Max, that's a great segue because the Broncos are next. A 16-9 win over the Texans, still not in sync offensively at all. And when they start playing divisional games against, you know, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders who can score, they're going to need to score some points. So they need to get it figured out in that department. Just three for 12 on third down yesterday. But the defense was very good for a second week in a row. So that's a good sign, although they haven't really played any great offense. But still, um, good sign by the defense. but again, when the offense, um, when they start playing better competition, the offense will have to be better, no doubt. Yeah, and I think a lot of it seems to be the coaching. Uh, the first two games, it seems like some some decisions being made, or maybe just like hesitation, has affected them a lot. And I always, I feel like I used to think like, oh, it's not like coaches don't play; it, it doesn't really affect the game. Um, as I've gotten older, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you can you can tell sometimes when, you know, a coach just seems like hesitant or uh, some of the decisions he's making, he makes one after another kind of bad decision, it looks like on the field. And uh, that really affects your team. And you wonder if that starts to show with players, if they're like this new coach, like has never been a head coach before and they start to worry about him. Uh, we'll see what this Broncos team can do. They could either bounce back um, they got to win. Um, they can they can play well for for most of the season. Or you might see where they kind of fall apart, and uh, the Russell Wilson and, and the Nathaniel Hackett experience doesn't really work out. So, a fun team to to watch and see kind of each week what they do and uh, what mistakes they make. And uh, it'll be interesting again. Another AFC West team that that is uh, exciting and uh, see what happens with them. Heading on to your Green Bay Packers, Max. Um, After the Bears took a 7-3 lead in the first quarter, Packers 24-3 the rest of the way. They outgained Chicago 414-228. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon over 200 yards on the ground. Rodgers very sharp, 19-25, of 234, two touchdowns. 
Max, the Packers can win games when Rodgers has under 300 yards passing because of the run game and because of the defense. I thought they would bounce back after last week, and they did. Justin Fields, just 7 for 11 for 70 yards throwing, 8 rushes for 20 yards passing. That's not going to win that many games. Uh, the Packers needed to be have a sharp victory against an inferior opponent, and they did. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head there with uh, Rodgers. You know, they don't want I think they they know what their offense is, and no matter kind of what happens with these receivers, I don't think they want Rodgers to have to do as much as he's done in the past. Um, they have two really good running backs. Um, they have a decent offensive line when healthy, so we'll you know that's a big you know a big if for them. Um, and then defensively, they should be a pretty good unit. Um, what I worry about with them is the the rushing uh, defense um, didn't look great against the Bears. Montgomery so I worry well. about them against uh, Fournette and the Bucks. And then sure. uh, running the ball is a strength for their offense, but they play a Bucks defense that doesn't really give up rushing yards. So definitely worried about this week three game. Don't have to worry about Mike Evans, which I don't know if we mentioned, but he's suspended for this one. So uh, that should help them a little bit and maybe make the Bucks one dimensional with uh, with Fournette and hopefully they can stack the box and make some stops. But yeah, uh, a good bounce back win. They needed it, obviously. And then the two Monday nighters uh, will do Bills first. And after disposing of the NFC champs uh, to to start their season, um, taking care of the AFC regular season champs last night, that, that would be the Titans. Uh, the Bills just look dominant, man. No other way to put it. Um, outgaining. Um, the Titans 414 to 187, Josh Allen, four touchdowns defense was dominant. Tennessee couldn't do anything in the last three quarters of the game. Um, you know, I don't know how much you can nick nitpick this bills team, Max. They are, they're a force. Yeah. And it kind of pains me to say it, but I've watched, you know, I watched the chiefs on Thursday. I watched the bills, uh, last night, not the whole game, but a lot of it. Um, or at least some of it. And the Bills just, I, I don't think there's anyone with them right now. I don't see any other team like, I don't think so either. Anywhere close to them. Obviously, again, like you said, they, that's why they play the games. You got to play full games. And so things can happen. Um, injuries can happen. It's a long season. But as of right now, uh, from what the Bills have shown these first two weeks, I don't see how people don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl as of right now. Circle on your calendar, October 16th, Buffalo at Kansas City. Circle that one on your calendar. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not, yeah what, that'll, what would that be? That'll be a good What's test that? to see where those two teams stand. Could be a couple six and O's. I think that'd be week seven by that point. It's either week seven or eight, I think. So it could be a couple six and O's, seven and O's, uh, whatever that would be by that point. So that should be fun. Should be a lot yeah, of for fun. Sure. Right. And to finish up, uh, Eagles 24, Vikings 7. Um, Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns. Kirk Cousins looked normal on the road. 486 yards of offense for the Eagles. The Vikings couldn't do too much, just 62 yards on the ground. Uh, Hurts, 390 yards of offense by himself. Um, I think are the best team in that division, even with a healthy Dak Prescott. Max, without a healthy Dak Prescott in the NFC East, I don't think it's even close. The Eagles are the best team in that division. And if they weren't considered a Super Bowl contender before the season, they're turning some heads now. And I think if they're not 
directly in the conversation. They're just on the outside looking in. This is a good football team. Yeah, and I worried a little bit. I was very high on this defense going into the season, and then after the Detroit game, uh, I I was a little worried about how how they looked and the yeah, points well, they I gave mean, up. Yeah, I mean the Lions are the but, most fun team in the league. You know they're going to do the, that to some teams. But that's what I'm saying. So the Lions <laughs> like showed us that maybe that wasn't you know the Eagles didn't look that bad. The Lions are just you know a pretty good offense. Um, but Darius Slay looked great in this game. Um, they really shut down Justin Jefferson, which. Yes, they have Dalvin Cook. Yes, Adam Thielen's still there, um, even though he's kind of getting up there. And sure you know they have some other pieces to this offense. But I think the key, like if you shut down Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is going to look a lot worse. Like that's something the Packers didn't do the week before. And if Jefferson can be contained, um, this Vikings offense won't look too good. And they showed it last night. The Eagles definitely frustrated uh, at Cousins and another another prime time game for Cousins where just didn't look good. So I think they're excited to to get back to a regular Sunday game against Detroit next week. Um, but that's going to be a tough game for Minnesota. So they got to they got to come out and play well uh, right away. And that is your week two NFL recap. Two weeks down. Been a fun two weeks so far. Eh? It goes quick. Like I feel like like it's like slow to start, but like like once it hits like week six, it's, it just kind of, I just wish it slowed down a bit. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been a fun two weeks for sure. We've had a lot of great games, close games, comebacks. Like we've mm-hmm. had it all overtime ties, a little bit. So of everything. It's definitely been fun. Yeah. Little bit of everything. All right. We're going to put a little break on football and we are going to pivot to baseball. And I was thinking about this the other day and I wanted to bring it to attention. And that is, who should the American League MVP MVP be? And for anyone else who doesn't think that it should be Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani, for now, I'm not listening to you. (laughs) Sorry. Now, here's what I'm thinking, Max, right? Aaron Judge is having a season that will be remembered for a very, very long time. That people will tell their children and their grandchildren where they were when he hit whatever number 59 60 right as he's playing right now he's going for number 60 on tuesday night i actually have tickets for saturday's game um and i i wonder if that could be a day that he hits it um i I got i got tickets for the game um and i'm i don't i don't need to bore everyone with the stats you could look those up yourselves but he's he's having an incredible season a season that does not come around very often the yankees are going to the playoffs and he is the biggest reason why so if you want to make the case for him for mvp i'm not going to necessarily argue with you but i will play a little bit of devil's advocate with shohei otani in that i don't think it's being realized enough just how incredible this guy is and what he's doing. And yes, you could be, I personally always want an MVP to be on a playoff team or at least in it until September. And the angels are so bad. And I believe last night they were eliminated from playoff contention and they've had such a string of terrible baseball. They were kind of great for a decade. And now they've been so horrible for a decade, right? Like complete 10 year swaps. Um, But if you look at what Otani's doing and how proficient he is on hitting and pitching, I think that if if 
he is that great at both. I don't think it can be a unanimous Aaron Judge MVP. I I think that he needs to at least be considered. I would hope that he would get some votes because what and again, we're here on the East Coast and we don't get to watch him that much out on the West Coast, but it's crazy what he's doing, Max. He's fourth in the league in home runs and seventh in the league in ERA. If it was he was great at one and not good at the other. If he had 10 home runs and a 2-4 ERA or a 2 or a 6 ERA and 45 home runs, then I, I I wouldn't be as you know attracted to it because he would be bad at one that other players can do way better than him. But he is so incredible at both. And I think that as long as he can keep up that level, I think he still needs to at least be considered. I probably still would vote for Judge, but I don't think it's a runaway unanimous for for either of them. And I, I don't think Otani will be runaway because the Angels are awful and they're not going to make the playoffs. And I do believe that counts for something. But I don't think it is a Aaron Judge unanimous MVP this year. I talked a lot. Thoughts? Yeah, I I do think there's a few things that hurt Otani, which um, you've talked about a little bit, but him winning last year and the way, like what he was doing last year was, you know, so new and something we haven't seen in such a long time um, or I guess ever. And I think that kind of has hurt him this year. Um, I think it's also judges season that he's having. I think that just people look at that and like, no matter what the Yankees were doing, um, I, I think it it helps judge a lot, but especially because the Yankees are in first and a lot of people see the Yankees as maybe not that great of a team, but judge has kind of really been like that main guy the whole season. That's kind of been the main reason why as, as I think a lot of people just don't really give credit to really anyone else on that team, which at times like is probably fair um, because he has, you know, really carried them, especially when they've had some rough stretches. He's kind of kept them at like a 500 you know, team when maybe they should have lost even more. Um, and then I think the last thing is you said it was the angels, the position they're in, um, not a competitive team, basically the whole year they've, they've been, you know, towards the bottom of the league. Uh, so I think that just hurts Otani a lot. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of other numbers that go into it. I don't, you know, as someone that's not like a crazy big baseball fan, I, I don't, like look at the numbers a ton. So I don't really know what those show. Um, I do know a lot of people are, you know, when they talk about judge and that saying that he deserves MVP, a lot of their reasoning is because of the season he's having. And because they feel like he's kind of a one man show there where Otani is kind of in the same position, but he's not like bringing his team to that level. And again, for me, I know that, you know, baseball is more than just one guy or two guys on a team. Um, but I think people look at it still like that, where like, oh, Otani is pitching, he's hitting, and he's doing those things at such a high level. Like, why aren't they like even in like a wild card right. position? Or right. so I think that it, it might be unfair, but I think that's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I I don't think it's unanimously judged. Like I think people are going to have a tough time voting, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, and as we speak now, Judge still with fifty nine on the mark for the American League record. Of 62. So tell me real quick, if he hits 61 on Friday, should I sell my ticket Saturday and just make a truckload of cash? 
or should I go as the fan of baseball that I am with the chance to see something that, that I might never see again? That's so tough. Cause for me, like, I think I, I could see you not even questioning that and going to the game, right. um, being who you are for right. someone like me, or maybe if it was like, say someone on the Mets or like just a different situation, if it wasn't a Yankee, I feel like I would, I would probably look to, to sell that if, if I knew I would get the money that it probably would get, um, which I don't even know what that like Pinto, do you even have an idea of what, I what bet, that would be? I bet like 5,000. No, because the seats in the upper deck. Okay. I bet I could get a thousand for an upper Which... deck seat, and I paid sixty. <laughs> I th- I think I could if he if he hit sixty one Friday night, I think I could get a thousand for it. But even so, if they hit, um, and we'll we'll wrap it up, um, so we can move on. But real mm-hmm. quick, if if he's, I mean, even if he's at sixty, say going into that game, like. He's shown that he can hit multi home right, runs, you know, right, off, right. not often, but you know, right. it wouldn't be as much. It, if, it wouldn't be as much if he had to hit two. So it's all interesting. I'm yeah. curious to see. I got the two tickets sitting here, so I'm just <laughs> curious to see how it unfolds. Very yeah, curious. for sure. Yeah, we'll look forward to hearing updates on that, and yeah, you know, maybe we'll be talking about the record being broken um, next episode. It's it's kind of I was I'm kind of unfortunate for. Um, and I know I'm going to sound like an old man here, but if you are actually, you know what, Max, let me ask you, this is a Uh-oh. good thing to ask. Um, do would uh, on a scale of one to 10, how big of a Yankee fan would you say your dad is? Uh, at this point, probably not as much as he used to be. So I'd say probably like a six or seven. Okay. And if he's home on Friday night and judge has a chance to break the record, he's, he's going to be tuning in, right? Yeah. My mom would too. Cause just okay. like stuff like that, she gets sure. into. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> disclude <laughs> I leave either. So of course, right. So the cons are tuning in now. Second yep. question. Do they have Apple TV plus? Probably not. No. And then, then you know what? They can't watch. That I, I didn't I know. Then they can't watch. Mark does. Mark can watch. Could they download it? Yes, but we know how that goes with old people. We know how that goes. It's not that so, easy. So there's no way that that game would be like for his at bats. Like ESPN no. wouldn't switch to it or anything um, like that. And MLB Network might not ESPN. Like Thursday night's game is on Fox. Everybody's got Fox. Sunday night's yeah. game is on ESPN. We all got ESPN. But Friday yeah. night's on Apple TV. Man, that's tough. That makes that's me t- sick. That's tough. It does. I would, yeah. I, I would on, love. Mark. I I I know this is a sidetracking a little bit. I would love to do a segment at some point about baseball or sports uh, on non-traditional media like Apple. Oh, and, you really want to get me going, don't you? No, yeah, I, don't I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I I want to. I want to gauge where uh, y'all are at because NFL they have their own like app and streaming service too called NFL plus. I didn't know if you guys knew that or not. Oh, sure. So, sure. Yeah. So maybe at some point and you know, we can ask the listeners if, if they would care about this stuff. Maybe it's just tech people like me. I don't know, but maybe it would be cool to talk about how we watch sports. Well, no, I th- last week, last week during the chiefs chargers game, like during the fourth quarter, when it was <laughs> close, my, my dad texted me, he goes, what channel is the football game on? I said, it's on Prime Video. He said, what's that? Exactly. Well, it's all over the place now. <laughs> there was all these uh, like memes and stuff on Twitter last week during the game of like 
people just jokes about people helping their parents get right. on Amazon yeah. uh, Prime to watch games. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, Mark, I think that would be actually an interesting conversation. I think it'd be nice whenever we do have that uh, to have Mike on for that because I could see Pinto and I being kind of the the old guys and then Mike having a different opinion. But Pinto and I, I feel like have the old school mentality. We like our cable. We just like our our normal channels. So we we'll, we'll probably have we the do. same side on that one. The, See, uh, I think here, the Yankees have like twenty games on Amazon Prime this year. Mark, go ahead. No, no, you're good. So here's here's a a little tease of what I I would say. I'm all for it, but I'm not about the the UI and the layout, right? Because I'm used to how how Fox and CBS how they display their their information, and I I love I love Apple what they do, but they make everything look like a widget. Or like a notification bar, and that comes all the way down to how um, things slide in, like stats and all that. How the score is presented, it's in like that notification box that you see in your phone. I don't want to see that. If I want to see that, I'll look at my phone. When I'm looking at the TV, I want to look at the TV. So it's Apple; they're going to do whatever they want, and we can't stop them. But pluses and minuses, you know. Anyway, yeah, it'd be an interesting combo for sure. I think that would be worth. Uh worth tweeting out maybe we'll we'll post something and see what people's interests are if he hits yeah, yeah. 61 on thursday night there's going to be an old person revolution down here when when the old people can't watch the game on friday <laughs> oh, man. If, he, if he has a chance to break the record because friday is the apple tv game yeah yeah so people will walkers be ready definitely a situation definitely a situation to monitor for sure <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a little sidetracked there, but that's okay. We're going to go on to now to the story that you missed. Um, and I honestly didn't hear this today um, until about, I don't know, hour and a half ago. Um, Zidane Chara, longtime NHL defenseman, has retired at 45 years young. An unbelievable NHL career, one that expanded 24 seasons. I'll give you an idea of how old Zdeno Chara is. Zdeno Chara was in my NHL Championship 2000 video game, <laughs> which for our younger listeners who are listening, see, you guys might be too young to remember. Me, Max, and Mark will remember that back in the day, you had options of sports video games of what you wanted to play. It, it wasn't just oh, yeah. MLB The Show, Madden, um, NBA 2K, and NHL. You had options you can play. And I had a game that was, um, I believe Fox Sports released the game, if, if I'm right. And it was called NHL yeah. Championship 2000. And Mike Madonna of Dallas Stars was on the cover. And Zidane Char was in that game. And I was playing that game when I was in like second grade. And now he just retired, which is, you know, puts your mind in a pretzel. Uh, but just some allocates for Zidane Char, 209 goals, 680 points in 1,680 games with the Islanders, Senators, Bruins, and Capitals. Um, he was the captain of the Bruins for all 14 years. Uh, Stanley Cup in 2011, um, another runner-up. In 2013, the Bruins only missed the playoffs two years in Chara's tenure uh, with the club. That's and, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, and uh, was able to sign the one-day contract with the Bruins and retire as one of them. Um, Max, the the 
The Rangers and Bruins had a lot of great battles over the years, especially in the Lundquist era. And I knew that when um, they were playing the Bruins, that goals were going to be at a premium. And Chara was, you know, they had some good goalies over the year. Tim Thomas was a good goalie. Tuka Rask was a very good goalie. But yeah. in terms of that stingy defense, Chara was front and center of it. Uh, 24 years. That's an unbelievable career. Who, uh, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but like, let's say for basketball, like who, like for the NBA, like who Vince would Carter. you compare him to? Like, would it be like a Chris Paul retiring? Vince well, Carter? well, well, no, because I, I, I don't want to get in a whole argument here. I personally <laughs> don't consider Vince Carter to be a hall of famer. Zidane Char is a hall of famer. He's one of the best defensemen to ever play. Right. So um, that's so what playing, I'm trying to, cause I don't, cause like, at it'll, least from you my know what, opinion Max? of it. It'll be, it'll be LeBron because this is year 20. He'll probably play at least two more, right? You think? Maybe play 22 seasons? I think at least. And he probably won't be bad when he retires. So Zidane Char is one of the greatest defensemen to ever play in the NHL. He played the most games as a defenseman as as any as uh, any player in, the NA, in NHL history. He's, he's one of the all-time greats. Um, yeah, and, and was, I guess and he was he was still an effective player even as he got older. I, I think what I was going with that question is really just like finding out for people that don't know hockey as well, like like was Char like a superstar or like so that's why I was just kind of trying to see like who you would compare him to that like more people would know. Um, and so I wasn't sure if LeBron would be a thing because like I don't think Chara people have ever seen him as like the greatest in his like sport, but maybe at his position, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. At his position, it can be hard sometimes for a defenseman in yeah. hockey, right? Because yeah. you know, you're, you're great at just shutting another guy. The stats down. probably aren't there. Like, exactly. you know, I know Vetchkin exactly. or a Crosby. Of course, the uh, defensemen are never going to have stats. Uh, like a forward. Also, I sold him short. I forgot that the Bruins went to the Stanley cup in 2019 as well, but they lost to St. Louis. So he was in the cup finals mm. with Boston three times and uh the tallest player also to ever play in the nhl six foot nine um nicknamed big z not to be confused with zadrunas ogalskis <laughs> that'd be interesting to see those two together but uh happy trails uh zadeno and uh, i'm curious to know if he will stay in the league uh maybe as an advisor or something like that with the bruins because obviously a, a great great hockey guy and uh happy trails to him on his retirement. And now we will finish with the lost the step segment of the week. Um, Mark, we just felt like this was right. We're not doing this to rub salt in the wound, uh, <laughs> but we're giving the loss of step to the Bengals this week. I said it before Max, when we were doing the recap. Uh, this was a layup for the Bengals. You hate without Dak Prescott. I know they're on the road. I know the offensive line has its problems, but you don't have to blow them out. But you got to win that game if you're the Bengals. And they have now lost two absolutely backbreaking games a game winning field goal in overtime against Pittsburgh, a game winning field goal uh, at the end of regulation against the Cowboys. This is, look, I don't think the Bengals are the, I think they might be the fourth best team in the AFC, maybe even the fifth. But. They have to be better than 0-2 against the Steelers and the Dakless Cowboys. Yeah, 
and I know I know quarterbacks not everything, but their first two weeks they played Trubisky with Pittsburgh and they played um, Cooper Rush with Dallas. And, and now I they're getting Flacco, who for and, his great game that he had last week against Cleveland, no one's going to mistake Joe Flacco for a, a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. And and basically where I'm going with that is again knowing that quarterback isn't you know the end all be all, but it's obviously a a huge huge part of of football when you're supposed to be a good team or you're a really good team, like you got to beat those teams that don't have top quarterback play. Cause then when you do play those, you know, Mahomes is the Allens, the Rogers, like there's a good chance you lose that game. So you got to take care of like the Cooper rushes and the, the yeah, Mitch Trubisky. So exactly. those were two, two tough losses. And especially this last one in Dallas didn't really give Dallas a chance without Dak. And I did, uh, you know, Cooper rushed a decent, but the Bengals, you know, you, you got to win that game. Like you said, and I mean, Max, they, they better beat the Jets because then after that, the Dolphins on Thursday night, short week, right? Uh, I can't imagine it's fun to cover Tyreek Hill ever, but on a, on, a, on a short week, that might be real tough. And then at Baltimore and at New Orleans, tough. So, I mean, if, if, they're, if they don't come out with desperation, like their season is on the line on Sunday, and, you know, I hope the Jets you know, kick their behind all the way back to Cincinnati. But if the Bengals don't come out as the more desperate team, I think something's very wrong. Yeah. Mark, did you, did you have anything to add about your, your team, your pick, your, your rider dies? <laughs> I want my money back, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Just request it on Venmo. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Hey, so I'll be coming your way. You knew the terms of service when you got into this. There's no, it's not like there was an NDA or, or a document. You just ask people to send you money. I'm and surprised they, there's not more official documentation from Pinto. Right. right? What, uh, what, what's stopping him from uh, going to the Poconos? Or, what uh, one of my friends said. They said, uh, you can just like bolt and like you know? leave the country. And, you know, I don't think he's living off. <laughs> oh, so, man. Football is fun, uh, man. You and other, any other survivor pools, Max? I'm in one more. I'm two for two so, so far. So my dad and I uh, split one, and right. it's a two-strike one. And thankfully, right. it is because we took the Niners week one. Oh, there, yeah, that knocked me on ours. But I, we uh, took Green Bay week two. So now we're just thinking about uh, tough week this trying week. to think about tough yeah week not, this week. Not a lot to choose from. So we're we're talking. We're in discussions. So we're always talking. You know, whether it's you know during the day, uh, we both we both get our research in, and then we. We choose what we think's best, but yeah, it hasn't been a good couple of years for us. So I'm hoping we can just ride that one strike all the way to the end. But it'll, it'll be. Can tough. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? What does Hit it me. take to What does it take to get an invite for this pool? I mean, the guy, the guys like Tom Pinto. He he says just you know ask him and throw him in the league. So I mean, so Mark, we'll get you. I, I mean, Mark, I you know we've known Max a long time. I kind of feel disrespected that we've never been given the invite. Max, <laughs> Max, I got I got one question. Yeah. Is there a is there a seventeen strike limit for this league? I think we would all do a little bit better, but I don't know if we'd win still. But Pinto, yeah, I, I to, would win. To answer your question, Pinto, I didn't know that like every league I'm in, I should invite you to. But now I'll make sure to, I'll hook you up. Now we're talking. Yeah, and also I should say this is in your neck of the woods, a, a Yorktown guy. Yorktown guy. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So we'll talk. Yeah, so we'll talk next next season. I did a fantasy football draft for for somebody, not in a league I was in. I drafted for somebody who couldn't make a draft at a bar in Yorktown. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yorktown getting a shout out today on the sure. Lost the Set podcast. Yep. Yep. Just as we expected. <laughs> you, you, you never know where the podcast is going to go. Sponsored by Yorktown. Wrap us up, Mark. This has been the 25th episode of the Lost a Step podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking all things football once again, throwing a couple stories you have missed. We're going to update you on what's going on in the world of sports. And like always, we're going to crown who lost a step. If you have missed any of our previous episodes, check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe by searching the Lost a Step podcast on Facebook and follow along with us on Twitter at Lost a Step One. For Tom, Max, Mike, who is out, and myself, have a good week.